to Writing the Nerds. It's been a minute. Been a hot minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are here today on this, the holiest day of dads, uh, which I also feel like it's overlooked. Mother's Day is so much bigger. Yeah. Well, I, I can't think of a single time that my dad has ever been like, oh, I just want a gift. Like, there's never been a time. My dad is always just more of a, hey, thanks for calling. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Oh, is it that day again? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this the bullshit second place holiday for parents? Got it. <laughs> right. It's a month later than Mother's Day. Move on. Like, right. he, doesn't, he doesn't want a card. Get the man a beer and go. leave him alone for a couple of hours. <laughs> I think he'll have, a, he'll have a good day. Anyway, we are here with a special episode. We are down RBG. His computer is shot about like my PlayStation. It's just dead. So he says something about having to get a new one. <laughs> and my car. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. things dying all around. Technology sucks. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do a Dad's Day episode of of uh, right here in the ner- or right in the nerds. Yep. Uh, we talk about take this day to talk about all those dads that are good, bad, and different, whatever. Um, and it'll probably be filled with dad jokes because I never fucking stop. Oh, dad jokes! They're so great. They're so great. I got you with one the other day, didn't I? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I have so many. <laughs> it doesn't matter because all dad jokes are great. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. If I can make my children groan, I have accomplished my feat. Right. So dad jokes are just the greatest. But we're going to bring you the good dads, the bad dads, and like I said, the indifferent. Actually, probably not the indifferent because they're usually not in pop culture. But yeah. uh, it started out, uh, let's let's start with a good one. Um, I feel like start on top. Yeah. And then we'll work yeah. our way through the shit list. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say Uncle Ben. Yeah, I mean, technically he's not Peter's dad, but he raised the He's definitely father figure. Yeah. It might not be dad in the basic sense, but he's definitely Peter's father figure. Yep. Um, so much so that Peter bases his entire life as a superhero on words that were spoken to him by Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I've heard those words re-said. Re- Many times, uh, I've even heard, different I've versions. I've heard those words reused more than I've watched the Waynes die on screen. And yes, that's saying a true, lot. Right. Um, I mean, it is such a... It, Uncle Ben's death is the only death that I think means something. Like, they can't bring Uncle Ben back. No. There's never going to be a storyline. And they've tried. They've broached it. And it pisses people off, so it's always like an imposter or a clone or an impersonator or something yeah. bad. It's usually a bad guy. Um, just like when Peter's parents show up, they're usually Hydra or something stupid. Um, it's not actually his parents, even though it's one of the biggest mysteries. Is What the fuck happened to his parents? Oh, yeah. Um, still, to this day, no, nobody knows. But Uncle Ben, I mean, he really he took his brother's son in. His brother, like I said, we have no fucking that clue. He was arguably 30 years older then. Arguably, I'm like, assuming because Aunt May is Aunt, so fucking old. Aunt May always looks like she's like between seventy and eighty, right? Even though Peter's only a teenager. And then, like, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. Brian Pesain had it down. Um, why do they keep making Aunt May hotter? As it goes, yeah, I have no idea. Because I mean, but, we got—I can't remember who she played in in the Toby. Yeah, but it was definitely the Aunt May from the comic book. 
Yeah, but then it went to Sally Field. Who is younger. Yeah. And, and then, then Marissa Tomei, who... Is hot. I'm not going to lie. I have noticed her since my cousin Vinny. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she's definitely boinkable. And that makes me feel funny because it's Aunt May. Right. It's it's one of those you should never look at Aunt May and be like, oh, it'd be... It'd be yeah. nice to hit, you know? Yeah. But it does kind of... is like... I know we're way off. We're not way off topic because well, we're still talking about parents. But into the Spider Verse, she was younger too, though, wasn't she? Drawn yeah. younger. Lily. Tomlin. I mean, it was Lily Tomlin, but yeah, you know, right. Well, but because time, it was Lily Tomlin, though, it didn't really bother me as much. Right. Um, but Uncle Ben can never come back, ever. Um, because it would completely undo Spider Man. Like it would. It kind of takes the entire foundation of Spider Man. And completely destroys it. So, like, if Uncle Ben were to ever come back, I think Spider-Man would be carnage. Probably. Like, I mean, and isn't that really the greatest thing you can say about a father figure, father, parent in general? It's just like, they shaped everything that I am. Right, like, you literally did. Um, you know, to the point, like, in the Spider-Verse, <laughs> where Miles goes to tell... Peter, with great power, and, like, Peter tells him to shut up. <laughs> you know? He starts, he goes, don't you finish that sentence! Um, because Peter knows. Peter knows what he's going to say. He he hears that in his head all the time. Um, to the point where, when Octavius took over Peter's body in the Superior Spider-Man, he didn't realize how much Uncle Ben really shaped Peter's life. Yep. And how much... Peter is always holding back. I mean, Octavius Spider-Man punched the scorpion's jaw clean off. Yeah. Because he didn't realize that Spider-Man had been pulling his punches the entire time they've been nemesis together. Like, they've been at each other's throats. Which, by the way, I, Octavius, as smart as he is, don't you think that a guy who could bench press a Volvo is probably not hitting you as hard as he can if you're alive after the first one. Right, like... Hey, I can pick up a city bus, but, uh... Oh, that punch, I just shrugged it right off, I guess. Right, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, is he holding up the Empire State Building? I took a punch to the face from that guy. Um, that's because he didn't really hit you, bub. Yeah. <laughs> like, he hits you, but not enough to do anything. Enough to kind of get the point about, like, smacking a dog in the nose with a newspaper. Bad. You know? Yeah, he got hit. But I could have done way worse. Yeah. I mean, even, and that just goes to show you, like, Peter holds back because he was taught. Yeah, because you know, of like, Uncle Ben. Um, the great power becomes great responsibility. Right. Um, on, on that, I'm, I'm also going to jump over because it's it's kind of tied, it's adjacent. But, uh, oh God, is it George Stacy? Uh, Owen, or is it? No. Yeah, it's George Stacy. Gwen's father? Yeah. Spider Gwen's father. Jesus. Um, I would say he's a good dad. Like, he's kind of in that same area, but the tragedy with Spider Gwen was, wasn't her dad, her father figure, it was her best friend. So, I mean, she yeah. didn't know this lizard was Peter, but she killed him, and then he reverted back into Peter, and that was her moment. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. Like, I feel like Spider-Man had a really good parentage. He did. Um, despite the fact that he had to do a mulligan on the first ones. So, yeah. but Aunt May and Uncle Ben were probably great. And we haven't seen Uncle Ben with Tom Holland. Like, we haven't even seen no. a picture of him. We, we? we don't get yeah. anything at all. Which is kind of fine. Because one of my biggest gripes with them rebooting, kept rebooting Spider-Man, is we kept having to go through Uncle Ben. And it's like, we know. Uncle Ben dies. That yeah. makes him Spider-Man. Move on. Like, we get it. But at the same time, I am curious on who is Uncle Ben. Like, who Uncle Ben is. I don't know. Like, if Uncle Ben, or if Marissa Tomei is Aunt May, who the fuck is Uncle Ben? Joe Manganiello. Mm. At that point. That is actually a hilarious throwback to, to, yeah. to Tobey Maguire's because right, he was Flash. Yep. Like, uh, that's amazing. So, I don't want to, because, like, my brain started heading towards the Spider-Verse and mm -hmm. Multiverse of Madness and all that, so yeah. we're on Dad, so I'm going to leave that yes. alone. We'll, we'll have more to talk about with that when Loki's done, I'm Yes, sure. when, we get, when Loki gets done and we can talk spoiler-free about it. Um, yeah, Loki's so amazing. But, anyway... Another good dad, sort of, Odin. Yeah. I mean, he, maybe not to Hela. No, yeah, the first child. That's, that, that's usually the test run. What was it they said that, like, I read this thing in Genesis. I love you. This doesn't pertain I'll, to you. I'll bite you. I'm, you got to remember, I'm also a first child. And You're, Cody is an only child. Yeah, so, which means I'm the worst. So, but then the it was best. like. First, your first children are like the first pancake you make. Does it come out? Does it come out looking all right? Not really, but it's still delicious. <laughs> Looks a little wonky, but still good. Yeah, I got balanced out from being spoiled brat because, like, my mom didn't exactly dote on me. She gave me my space, and then my dad was cheap, so I didn't get spoiled. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly. Like, right, I, right. Yeah. So, I mean, how that works out. I don't know. I try to dote upon my children. So I don't know how awesome they are. So being, a, you know, so being an only child is not always uh, going to make you an ass. Not I mean, always. I, I still am, but it's for different reasons. I know plenty of older children. Um, <laughs> they're not all bad. <laughs> um, I know a lot of them. My friend Travis. I mean, he's an only child. And to be fair, in my case, I was born ginger, so no, soul seems. Way I out. mean, they had yeah. to give you something. Blood and a soul. <laughs> so, uh, but Odin, think about Odin. Like, Odin adopted Loki, who right. is a basically an orphan frost giant, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure it was Odin's fault that he yeah. was an orphan. Right. Can, um, we, can we look at one thing real quick with that whole mm -hmm. parentage story? How bad was Hela that no matter all the dumb shit Loki did... He still wasn't bad enough to get banished. No shit. Like, Hela, I mean, well, we know how bad Hela was. Hela, yeah, she I mean, Hela to... killed the Warriors 3 within 30 seconds, and they didn't even get to do anything. Like, it was the most anticlimactic death ever. Such a yeah. waste of the Warriors 3. You had Ray Stevens, you had Zachary Levi, and then Hogan, who dies later. Yeah. But I just, ah, I was so upset. That was the one thing that pissed me off about Ragnarok. As great as Ragnarok was... The way they did, they did the, the Warriors 3 dirty. They really did. But, again, Ragnarok kind of shows you just how good of a father Odin was. Yeah. You know, he was, 
He addressed them both, my sons. I love you, my sons. He never once mentioned that, you know, in his yeah. mind, Loki wasn't a frost giant. Loki was his son. Right. Which you kind of get a little bit of that in Loki. Because mm. I did not realize that in the very first episode of Loki, we were going to get everything that I was guessing about. Yeah. Like, Loki, you know, what if this Loki sees, you know, his progression of how he basically became a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Thor very viciously mourning him. Uh, you know, and I didn't think we'd get to see that episode one, but he gets to watch it. He watches his mother die. He watches his father die. Uh, and then he watches himself die. So, but, you know, that was very, like, all the shit that Loki did to Odin. Odin, Odin still looked at him as a son and embraced him. Which brings up an interesting idea, even with Odin and Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Is at the end of the Dark World, you see that Loki's kind of usurped the throne. Mm-hmm. Odin let him. He let's, had be, to have. let's be honest about that. If Odin wanted to, he'd have killed anybody that crossed his path. Right. Yeah. Like, so, he's the kind of guy who smashes your head and gets ice cream afterward. It right. doesn't bother him. But that one would have. So, like, the, it's, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they, they said that in the Odin sleep, he could still see and hear everything. He just can't move or do anything. So he knows what Loki did. Mm. And then Loki doing what, doing him again, putting him in a nursing home. How did he stop Odin from just leaving the nursing home? Yeah. There is no magic in this universe that would have stopped Odin from just leaving. Well, because even Doctor Strange, when they meet up with him, he's like, by the way, uh, he didn't want to leave. Right. Like, Which means like the sorcerer, well, he's not Sorcerer Supreme yet, but... I'm the, pretty sure he was at that point, though. Was, the, he might have been. I mean, well, I mean, the ancient one's yeah. gone. He's taken the title. Yeah, they've never officially labeled him that. I guess the Sorcerer yet. Supreme. But so basically, even Doctor Strange, as powerful as he is, just like he said, no, so I'm not fucking with it. No, right, it's Odin. Yeah, fuck you. Like, you know, I'm not tangling with Odin. Like Odin's thousands and thousands of years old, has more experience than I'll ever have days alive. So, yeah, like with the exception of Hela, yeah. He really is a good father. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, in the first... He was mad in the first Thor movie. I That's mean, why he banished Thor. He did growl at, at Loki pretty fiercely. Ah! <laughs> Still will never forget that. Just for uh, no reason whatsoever. Ah! Um, but then even kind of put the, the little caveat on Mjolnir. Yeah. If he be worthy, he'll have the power of Thor. Well, Thor, be worthy again. Yeah. Um, like, he, he, it was always clear that he loved his kids. He loved his people. Yeah. Like, he was, even with everything bad that Loki did, he still had that compassionate, even that tone right before Loki falls off the Bifrost at the end of the first movie. Yeah. It was just like, everything I did, I did for you, Father. And he just goes, no, Loki. Just that quick whisper, you know, that only right. Anthony Hopkins can really pull off. I mean, uh, Anthony Hopkins is amazing because not many people know this. He wasn't the original Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, no, it was Brian, Brian Cox, Cox was the original Hannibal Lecter. And Man Anthony Hunter. Hopkins was so good at it, they remade Brian Cox's movie so he could be Hannibal Lecter. Yep. So, like, it's just Anthony Hopkins. Uh not to mention, Anthony Hopkins is a metalhead. Yeah, that's I, I've amazing. heard that. Like, Anthony Hopkins loves metal. Oh, 
like Again, Christopher Lee. Bad. He's he's an international treasure. Yep. Yep. Christopher yeah. Lee might have been James Bond. Who knows? Oh, he definitely was James Bond. Right. right. That dude's war record is scary. The, that he was that friends you know with of. Ian Fleming. Yeah. That's kind of sus. Um, and then got to play the man with the golden gun. Right. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put go ahead and put uh, Odin in the good category. Oh, easily. He he's a good father, at least in the movies, because I can't remember much about Odin in the comics. I never, right. I wasn't See, a big Thor reader. I can't honestly say I do either. I read more about Beta Ray Bill than I did Thor. <laughs> Like, I liked Beta Ray Bill, because Beta Ray Bill you know. is weird looking. I mean, he could be a stand-in for Sarah Jessica Parker, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I liked Beta Ray Bill. Um, teed that one up. All right. Um, I guess if we're on the subject of MCU dads, though, I feel like we would be remiss without mentioning Howard Stark. Mm, true. Because he could kind of ride that line. I think he rides the line and isn't quite bad if only because it's very clear that he was more of an idea and invention guy like he was your tech guy he's not a good people person yeah, yeah. he is very much like a and not only that I could only imagine having a child like Tony Stark would be a pain in the ass no shit which I'm sure in all honesty if any of my smart assery or anything carries over into my son I'll know soon enough oh yes absolutely but my kids are smart asses I know exactly where they get it from. Mm-hmm. It's not their mother. But. And her weird penguin joke. Huh. I don't remember that Did she that ever one. tell you the penguin joke? I feel like I've probably heard it once. I don't know. What does a penguin say in the desert? No. Burr. What? That's the joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's the joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's. <laughs> it's, it's to her, and she thinks it's hilarious. Or what did the what did the tree say to the road? Stop. What the? I have no idea. I don't know. That's I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> These things have been living rent free in my head for years. Oh god. So, uh, but Howard, mm, I I did like in uh, Endgame yeah. that we kind of got a Tony Howard moment, even though Howard didn't know what was going on, sort of. Um, and to be fair to Howard too he was also working in the realm of national security so he never got a chance to ever really have a day off true there true. is no such thing as him ever being like sure we can go to the beach for a week that'll be fun oh by the way uh, I got some important shit to do otherwise we're all gonna die in fire so right yeah um, I do love how Howard Stark was three people in the movies uh, preacher oh, yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. I think it was just the same guy from Mad Men, though, the other times, wasn't it? They just gave him, like, There was black one hair and then another and two. one. Maybe, maybe it was two. I don't know. I just love how when adult people grow up to be different adult people, mm-hmm. like, it's like, he's already an adult. He's, why, why are you saying yeah. he's a different adult now? Um, right. Case in point was the, uh, the dad from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. That guy's already grown up. Right. Why is Bob Saget telling me about this guy who well, is not Bob Saget? Even in the final episode of that, you actually see him talking to his kids, and it's not Bob Saget. It's just him not having a Bob Saget voice. And I'm like, what the hell is all this? What, well, yeah, why yeah. is Bob Saget narrating all of this? Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the narration. but Right. 
it that's just like a what? Yeah. Speaking of TV dads. <laughs> oh God, he's a kind of a crap one actually. Uh, well, I loved it. it was yeah. the roast of Bob Saget. Oh yeah. Started hitting on this, the Olsen twins at seven and didn't stop until they turned 21. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't blackjack, Bob. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, realms of TV dad or pop culture dads. Um, I mean, those are the only ones. I mean, obviously, we know Bruce Banner's dad is terrible. Yes, Bruce Banner's dad was a an abusive. Alcoholic too, wasn't he? Yeah, abusive alcoholic. Uh, uh, potential murderer. Possibly. Yeah. Um, if the go with the James or the. Uh, I mean. Well, I know who did it. Like Ang Lee. Yeah. The Ang Lee Hulk, in Nick Nolte's character. Right. That was awful. Yes. I've never wanted to rake my eyes out, and I've watched all of the Incredible Hulk series and the bad TV movies. That's one of the, the Incredible Hulk series is amazing. Did you I'm mean, not saying that's not amazing. Did you the movie see? Stuff. Did you see the one where Thor appeared briefly? Yes. Yeah, that's that was terrible. Yeah, uh, he definitely looked more like a Viking and yeah. called the Hulk a troll. Bring your troll out. Um, the one with Matt Murdock was even worse. Yeah, the Trial was, of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, really it was, was awesome. Um, we got the ninja-looking Matt Murdock, which I did like that they called back to that in the Daredevil series where he had the black. Yeah. Like, I was just like, all right, I'm going to let it slide just because you're trying to explain it away. <laughs> um, dads, dads, dads. Uh, I guess we, uh, well, Wolverine. Yeah. We, we started talking about this one a little bit off, uh, off, off mic off there. Um, yeah. Wolverine is surprisingly a good dad when he knows the kid is his. Except for Dakin. Yeah. Who is an evil dick. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Right, like, I feel like Dakin just got all of Wolverine's bad traits. Which... And I can't remember, is it... Did they ever say who his mother was? Was it Yahiko? Uh, might have been. And the funny thing, I can't... Because I'm pretty sure he's half Japanese. Because, like, I, I think... My opinion on Wolverine is I like the character. I know that if I ever had the chance to hang out with Wolverine in real life, I would pass on the opportunity knowing everything I know about him because there would be nothing redeeming about him. No, no, no. Like a five-foot-one angry Canadian fellow. Drunk Canadian. Yeah, drunk Canadian nonetheless, um, who doesn't have friends. He has frenemies. Right, like... Yeah. Well, I would say until tenure with the X-Men, then he definitely has friends. Yeah. Because he definitely has people he can call on. Which, there was actually a recent comic art, I can't remember what it was, but where Wolverine basically calls Spider-Man out for being a lousy friend. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? Like, there's that... (laughs) Well, like, have you read Brian Michael Bendis' Secret War? No. Has nothing to do with the ones you're thinking of. Okay. Battle World and all that. Yeah. This was actually, and if you believe the the forward, this was actually taken from a CIA agent story that he told him they did in real life, and he made it into a comic book with superheroes. Wow. Um, that being said, the part I'm talking about is just when he picks 
And Fury picks several people. Huh. Spider-Man, Wolverine being members. I think uh, Cap and Hulk and Spider-Woman are also there. Mm-hmm. Not a bit. It's been a minute. Like I think Genesis was like two last time I read this. Oh wow. Um, Genesis is fifteen now. I know. So, uh, but they're all on a plane, just regular airplane, and Wolverine's drunk. So they're all in civilian clothes. Huh. And Wolverine, being drunk, sniffs out Peter. He's like, "I know you. Aren't you?" And Peter's just like. Webb shoots his mouth shut so he won't say anything. <laughs> like, but yeah, he's about to spill everything because he's drunk. Um, which is interesting because of the high metabolism and healing factor. You don't, it, yeah. I mean, he'd have to have like jet fuel, fuel right. engine degreaser to keep him drunk. Yeah, but, the kind of stuff that's only meant to strip the varnish off of what right. is it, speed boats like Ron Swanson Family Mash and Parks and Rec. Yeah. Right, like, or like the stuff they drink in The Matrix. Yeah. Good for two things, degrees and engine blocks and killing brain cells. Uh, or, like, they made a special liquor, alcohol for Barry in The Flash. <laughs> like, they'd have to be that shit. But he's actually kind of a tender-hearted family man. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, I've – I just know – the angry part like I said I wouldn't hang out with him in real life unless it was Hugh Jackman in which case that man I, I think I'm pretty sure if you just hung out with Hugh Jackman he'd just start singing a musical number yeah either that or and I would and he that would man probably, loves musicals he'd probably have a restraining order against me for me asking him to adopt me <laughs> probably every few minutes he'd probably just have a restraining order against me for me going say bub just yeah. say bub say just bub. one time just once, once? Say, can you say bub Tell me to shut up, Bub. Just, just say Bub. <laughs> um, Do you still talk with Cyclops? Do you ever call him a dick? Right. That's the, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's me. How can we tell? Okay. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest line in that whole movie. I'm sorry. No yeah. other line stands out in my brain like that line. Uh, How do we know? For, okay. You're a dick. Except for the one, because there is like a, it's kind of related to the comics, if only because of something Mr. Sinister does at one point. But mm-hmm. it's uh, when he looks at Xavier and goes, what do they call you, wheels? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Because I, I keep picturing that panel of Mr. Sinister rolling Charles down some flight of steps and going, I found the one weakness of Charles Xavier. Stairs. <laughs> Clap traps weakness. Yep. <laughs> uh Okay, that'll kind of lead into Xavier. Charles Xavier oh, is yeah. not a good father figure. God, no. That he is, that man is, I'm not going to say evil incarnate, but egotistical. He is psychologically, or, or well, okay, mentally and emotionally abusive. Not to mention he could go in your mind and erase it. Yeah, which he's done. has no problem doing. He's totally tried to fucking... Rub up on Jean Grey. Uh, right? Like, uh, I hated the fact that, like, the early rendition... The early X-Men comics, before Chris Claremont got a hold of them, were awful. They almost canceled it. Yeah. Um, because while it was supposed to be an allegory for the plight of the minorities in America, it was still a bunch of white, rich kids at a private school. <laughs> like... Right. I mean... You... you 
yeah, they were mutants, which was the allegory because you can't, in the time, look what they did to the Blue Marble in the same time era, time zone, like era. Yeah. They did that to him. So they, Stanley knew he couldn't have the black characters in there to make the actual allegory. So, yeah, it's a bunch of spoiled-ass rich kids, white rich kids, at a private school, like almost like it's Ivy League, except it teaches you mutant abilities. And you have... And let's just face it, some of those fucking kids got in on donations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I mean, did they ever explain where Xavier got all the money? No. I know his father was rich. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like, though, with his mind powers and stuff, there's definitely some shady bookkeeping and other Probably. shit. Like, what some... he did to Mora McTaggart just in the comic or just in the movies. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, he completely erased everything about their interactions together while secretly except, stalking her. Except for the kiss. The kiss. The one, yeah, he Get left that. the kiss in there and then secretly stalked her until he needed her again in that god-awful last movie. Yeah. So, Xavier is okay if you're willing to do everything his way. He is the parent that basically is just like, your life is worthless because it's not what I told you to do. Right. And by God, if you do what he wants you to do, great. Then you're the greatest ever. Enjoy. But look what it did to the douchebag known as Cyclops. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, apparently douchebaggery might run in his DNA for all Insada Summers. Well, right. I still like Apocalypse more than I like Cyclops. I do too. At least Apocalypse you can... You At least know. Apocalypse is interesting. Yeah. You say he's a lot more. I'm telling yeah. you that idea I have. That I swear that. Now that we mention it, Xavier rubbed off on Cyclops so much that it explains everything. Kind of, yeah. Because Corsair is nothing like that. No. Corsair is definitely an Errol Flynn type, like yeah, swashbuckling hero type, uh, havoc, super chill surfer dude. Uh, his the people that adopted him are fucking Hawaiians, so he grew up on the fucking beach having, uh, uh, you know, beach parties and surfing time. I mean, so. So, yeah, and I don't know why that it just made me think of a Dragon Ball Z abridged quote. Like it will not even begin to get into the tragedy of fatherhood that is, you know, Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. You could easily apply that to Professor X. It's just a... Speaking of, you know, kind of bad parents, let's go with Goku. Oh, yeah. What a god-awful parent. You know what the weird part is, though, is when he's around, he's okay, but that's, like, for, what, two years total? If that. Yeah, like, he was basically there until Gohan was five, and then he either spent all of his time dead or in space. (laughs) Right. And was wondering why his son doesn't like to get punched. <laughs> or why his son looks at a green alien man as a father. Yeah. <laughs> like. Which, by the way, if we're going with that, Piccolo is a great dad. Oh, yeah. Piccolo is an amazing father. Kind of. After the initial <laughs> Where point. he kidnapped yeah. Gohan yeah. and then forced him to live in the wilderness for a year. Yeah. <laughs> as a five-year-old. Your first lesson. Dodge! <laughs> why didn't you dodge? So yeah, go. I mean, abridged kind of paved the way for us about how awful a parent Goku is. Yeah. Uh, you know. But he's not the worst parent in that series. Like. Yeah. Vegeta. Vegeta's not even the worst parent in that series. 
Well, no, but I mean, like, he's still worse than Goku. Yeah, kind of. I mean, at least he's there, True. I would say, for Trunks, but... The uh, second kid, he seems to have calmed down and really become a dad, though. King Cold, though, might be... Oh, my God, I hate the Frieza family clan's names. I really do. King Cold, Cooler, Frieza... And Chill, the grandfather. Chill. Yeah, so wh- who was the great-granddad? Frigid? I think so. so or, there was a joke, at least, yeah, made about it that. It might as well be. Frigid. Every time I created a Frieza clan character on Dragon Ball's universe, I always named it some kind of, like... I would basically pull out a thesaurus and be like, okay, words related to cold. Right, yeah. that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Tepid, frigid, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, no, they're, Dragon Ball's filled with terrible parents. Oh, yeah. Um, which is funny because I would say Yamcha could be on that list, but as we know, no one screws Yamcha but life. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Corn and Yajirobe. There you go. Uh, I still think they would be better parents. Yeah. Actually, they would. Okay, we just straight up, they just blatant, they're like, Corn and Yajirobe are definitely together. Oh, yeah. Like, th- that's a couple. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of like Bert and Ernie. Yep. They're together. They so, are. like, I don't know. I just, I've always known Bert and Ernie were gay. Corrin and Yajirobe are definitely together. Yep. I'm just going to say that. And they would probably be great parents, except maybe Yajirobe might eat the kid. I can maybe. see Yajirobe doing that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> You're going to eat that? <laughs> a little off topic, but I thought it was cool when I saw Bert and Ernie in Family Guy in Stewie's room. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That makes so much more sense. I mean, and then this kind of leads into to another one since we're kind of veering out of comics and into more pop culture. Oh, I could easily uh, swing it back around to comics because the, the uh, Wayne family in general needs to be in this discussion Oh, somewhere. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I have one for that, but the whole Bert and Ernie being together, the first time, and I, I thought of it, Several yeah. times, but the first time I actually heard it said was in Supernatural. Yeah. Dean goes, I know two things. Bert and Ernie are gay, and I'm not going to let a virgin die a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so, swinging that around, John Winchester. Yeah. What a terrible fucking father. Well, you know. I mean, and- I get the whole revenge. Your wife gets murdered by a demon. Um and that you're, that's your entire introduction to the supernatural world. But why would you do that to your kids, though? Like, right. He drug his kids around the country, making them stay. And they weren't even nice hotels. These were straight-up roadside trucker motels. Leave his kids there for days, if not weeks, on, on end, while he went off and hunted monsters. And then came back and picked his kids up to go do it again. Right. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You're an awesome actor. I love watching you and everything. But you are a shit father as John Winchester. And he was also Thomas Wayne. Holy shit, he was. Holy shit. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Swinging it back to comic books. God. No, I, I got to 100% agree with you about Mr. Winchester, though. That's, I mean, 
it's kind of like we mentioned though. It's just like, all right, I left the twenty on the bar for or on the counter for pizza. I'll be back in a couple weeks. What? Yeah, but the pizza's only gonna last for. Yeah, no, I left you twenty for pizza. You're fine. Like, <laughs> right? If I don't, if you don't come back, what do we do? We'll, well call your uncle. What's his number? Bye, son. Right? Like, that's a, yeah. Call Uncle Bobby. What's Uncle Bobby's number? Yep. I'll be back. <laughs> but don't worry, you won't have a whole lot of time because chances are, if they kill me, they'll probably find out about you guys. So right, like. Well, I mean, that whole last season, there's a whole episode where uh, Sam and Dean basically tell you how they survived as children. Mm-hmm. And Dean knew, like, certain number combinations on snack machines to get free snacks. <laughs> <laughs> he even knew, like, the model number and everything. Oh, that's an old blah, 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 blah. Just hit E, 1, and 0 at the same time. And then fucking snacks just fall. It was just like, yeah. Yeah, you can tell he's done this quite a few times. So, not to mention, I think, I'm pretty sure Dean has gone to juvie, and all he had to do to get out was have his dad pick him up, and he just leaves him there. (laughs) He's just like, "Eh, I'll get him when I feel like it, and he just leaves him in juvie. Um, John Winchester is, I I think he would have been all right had it not been for the supernatural shit. Um, Yeah. Because Mary's family was already the hunters, and they, it followed her. Here's a fun thing. I tried to watch Walker last night. Uh-huh. Um, Sam Winchester is not Cordell Walker. I'm sorry. Okay. Cordell yeah. Walker will forever be Chuck Norris. Right. Um, and Samuel Winchester is his father in that show. Wow. So I was just like, way to reach deep into the bag there, guys. Um but yeah, John Winchester, hell, Samuel Winchester was a shit father. Or Samuel, it wasn't Winchester because that's John's yeah. name. It was uh, whatever Mary's last name was. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Care. But yeah, Samuel was an awful, awful human being. Um, and then swinging it back to Batman and Thomas Wayne. Uh, I would say the one thing that the Waynes could have done better in general. Not die. No, I was gonna say at least maybe he had enough money for therapy. So fuck it, I don't, I don't understand. That's Alfred's failure right there. Sort of. Kinda, yeah. Cause I was gonna throw this. Alfred is definitely an enabler. Oh yeah. At any time, Wayne was ten years old. At any time during this child's life, after his parents, and Alfred was dad, because even in the Joker War, where at the end of that. Bruce said, I had to bury my father again. And it was Alfred's body that got buried. Yeah. Um, very much kind of like the Yondu thing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, he was your father boy, but he wasn't your daddy. So. But uh, Alfred was definitely an enabler, but he could tell he cared. Yeah. And he was definitely Bruce's father. Thomas Wayne probably could have introduced his son to the concept of grief. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, you're 10. And, like, what if you lost a 10 in a normal child? Okay, Maybe well, a dog. I would say you just said normal, so I'm out on this one. The dignity? I say I've, yeah. <laughs> I, I've experienced a ton of loss, so I can't comment on that. But True. It's, but, but like, yeah, like, I mean, even at that, like, 
I really feel like he had to have had some kind of family pet before then. Just be like, where's Sprinkles? Oh, he went to a farm upstate where all rich pets go when they I mean, go to well, sleep. they did like, what was it, Panda Red <laughs> yeah. talked about all the bat pets. Oh, God, yeah. And then what was it? It was, uh, it was him and Damien talking. Damien was talking about the bat family being pets. And he was like, Ace that it went through all. It's like, those are kids. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Alfred was a pretty good dad, I feel like. Oh, um, easily. While an enabler, yes. But also knowing he's not Bruce's real father. So there's that little hurdle to get through. Yeah. But like, still, he keeps Bruce grounded. He's one of the only people who can get into Bruce's face and nothing happens. Oh, yeah. Like, how many times has Bruce been like, and he's like, Master Bruce, it's time to eat and let's get those stitches. I will do that later. You will get your ass up right now. You will eat some food and I will stitch you up while you're eating. Come on. And Bruce, what does Bruce do? Fucking gets up and obeys. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, salt's on the camp fucking ground. We have like 40. Like, right. Uh, like. <laughs> but yeah, in fact, it was actually the only time in a, I shouldn't say the only time in a Batman movie I've been mad when they... I was going to say... I, I almost said that when I've been mad, but I realized the Schumacher films happened, so right, yeah, I've been angry true. before. Um, but the only time I've been mad when they ever did something to Alfred was a Nolan movie. And it was at The Dark Knight Rises at the end whenever he's standing by the Wayne's gravesides. He's just like, you trusted me and I failed. And yeah. I'm just like, no, you didn't. That son of a bitch failed because he couldn't fix a fucking plane... Like there's <laughs> And then of course the very end when yeah. you realize uh I actually read a thing that would probably infuriate you and maybe may even make your head pop. I yeah. saw an article that said the Joel Schumacher movies helped cement cement, cement. the animated series. Oh horse shit. They came before that. <laughs> I, it came before the stupid but Schumacher it, films. It talked about the aesthetic and all the style and shit uh, was drawn from the animated series and helped cement the animated series to what it, was, it is. But it was still a darker tones thing. Like, But it's all bullshit because the animated series borrowed heavily from Tim Burton's Batman. Right. So, Including like... the opening theme. <laughs> blame Burton. Uh, don't blame Burton. Burton did a damn good job. It was Schumacher that fucked it up. Um... So, leading okay. from Alfred, I Batman not, I not did it. is a hit and miss. Yep. Um, actually, I think Batman's almost the most believable parent ever because he's got failings and sex successes. Yeah. Dick is a success. Jason is a failure. Tim is a success. Damien? Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, Damien was a failure before he got the though like Damien wasn't a failure Damien was trained from the time he could walk in diapers to yeah. be an assassin but it's like it was just a parenthood fail like Talia trained him to be nothing Talia more than and Bull, yeah were failed whereas Bruce is kind of picking up the pieces to that which I guess if you really take a look at the fact that Damien doesn't have a body count bigger than your average action movie right is a is then, an accomplishment. Yeah, so I guess Damien like there's a lot went. of character development with Damien and Bruce. Like, even if you could whittle Damien's entire friend group down to one by just making some shady Chinese food and a hamburger, I got it. 
credit to Panda Red for that joke, because, God, that's so accurate. <laughs> I still love the, the him and Jason fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you little shit. I fucked your mom. <laughs> God. Uh, so, yeah. The Bad Family is very promiscuous. Yeah. Very promiscuous. I'm pretty sure Barbara, the only one Barbara hasn't slept with, is Stephanie Brown. That's right. <laughs> there you go, Panda. That's another one to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've learned way too much about comics just from watching TikToks now. Oh, God. Like, uh, just his alone. Uh, oh, and, God. There's a, I have so many that I can show you. Like, ones that actually teach you some shit. And then you got pandas, and, which are just hilarious. And also pointing out that Bruce definitely has a guy. <laughs> yes, he is. For speed. Alfred options. called the guy. <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to call the guy? No, I already called him. <laughs> yeah, what do you think I was doing the whole time we were talking? <laughs> I'm not going to call the guy. I already had Alfred call the guy. <laughs> I need to get you and RBG those shirts. Yeah, They're just sitting I, in my closet. I was going to grab them on the way and forgot. They're just there. I, I didn't mean to order an extra one. I just, it, it came. And I was like, fuck it. I'll order another one. And all three of us had it. So, Panda yeah. Red, you've gotten a fuck ton of money from me. Which, it's really funny because the whole dealing with grief thing that I mentioned earlier that the Waynes could have probably done a little better oh, on, right. or Alfred just giving Bruce some fucking therapy. Right. You know, like... Uh, well, I mean, okay, let's backpedal that. Leslie Thompson. Yeah. Is Batman's therapist. That's and true. one of the few civilians that know Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. And she can also tell him what's what every now and then. She can. Yeah. She really can. Um, he respects her. You can tell the ones, the people he respects that are older than him, that he listens to. Like, right. he really does listen. And I kind of want to, I, I need say, to read after Joker War. I say, because he's sure as shit, not Guy Gardner. <laughs> uh, who are you and supposed to be? Unpopular opinion, Guy Gardner is still my favorite Green Lantern. I love Guy Gardner. I know most people can't stand him. Yeah. But, Jesus Christ, I love the smart-ass, smarmy, yeah. self-assured frat boy is what he is I, I still love that TikTok though with the Tim test where it's just oh, like yeah. Guy Gardner sits down and just like so uh Batman's yeah, punching Batman yeah he goes, <laughs> you little shit and then the next one is just like what just, happened to him should uh, somebody move guys just like if he didn't want to be a rug on the way to getting Tim tested he wouldn't have tried to attack Robin <laughs> so. one punch <laughs> Because, yeah, but I love Guy. Guy yeah. is great. Because let's just bring this up. There are two people who can tell Batman off that he respects. One of those is not Superman. None of them are on the Justice League. No, not Which at means regular-ass people that he can break like a toothpick, with the exception of Alfred. Alfred's probably pretty capable. Um, I, mean, I mean, the bat, the <laughs> Wayne Manor's last line of defense is Alfred with a shotgun. <laughs> so, which is terrifying in its own way. Uh, yeah, no, see, there's nothing. Like, Superman can't say that shit, because Batman would be like, look, if you don't get out of the Batcave now, I'm going to slap the bitch out of you. Take that somewhere else. But if Alfred were to come up and say the same thing, he'd be like, yeah, you probably got a point there. Right? Yeah. Like, literally you know? the only one. And can we say in the Schumacher, because didn't Alfred die in Batman and Robin? Almost. Fuck you, Schumacher. Almost. 
He almost died, but luckily they found a cure for McGregor syndrome that Mr. Freeze was developing. Because his wife had it or something. But she had version. She had four. the second variant or something like that where Alfred had the other one. The first one. Yeah. Oh, the fact that you could spit that off the top of your head. I haven't watched Batman and Robin in decades. Neither have I. Decades. I just want you to realize that neither have I. <laughs> and it's up here, and I can't remove it with a cordless drill because it would kill me. <laughs> Living rent-free right there. There's that occasional time where you realize that one piece of useless knowledge you have, like, it's right in the same part of my brain along with the Star Wars holiday special. It's just like I know where it is. I'm pretty sure my brain it. is held together by useless knowledge. Oh. I mean, definitely helps me a trivia night every now and then. Right. I still, I, you know, I still like to play some trivia nights here and there. And, uh, I almost got to talk with Bruce Campbell. Oh. So close on one of those. Taking the top ten and you get like 12th and immediately start cursing as much as you possibly can. Oh, God, I'd love to meet that chin. Oh, God, me too. Just, I can't wait to see him because he's going to be yeah. in the multiverse. Oh, movies. I know. Yeah. I still think he should be an older version of Doctor Strange. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Uh, just another version of Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why cannot we, why can we not have Bruce Campbell as Doctor Strange? I want it. This has to be. Sam Raimi, right. I know you don't listen. We want this to happen. I swear to Make God. Make it so. If, if I could just hear him yell by the Crimson Bands of Sidorak just oh, one time. that would be so good. Right? So good. Uh, I want to talk about Loki so bad. Mm. Another day. Another day. Oh, Later. Speaking of, I guess if we're going swinging back MCU, let's talk about one of the biggest dickheads in the Marvel Universe. Father-wise? 100%. I need him? Reed Richards. Oh, fuck him. Right? And uh, yes, but by the way, while we're mentioning it, Magneto's a huge douche of a dad. Too. Oh god, he's an awful father. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's a terrible father. Except for the two kids he had in Apocalypse. Yeah. He was a great dad then. Yeah. Uh Pietro and Wanda, fuck them. Right. Uh I can never remember uh Polaris's real name. Is it Laura? Maybe. No. I don't remember. Honestly. I I, I might have to look it up. But yeah, it fuck Reed Richards. Yeah. No, I mean Reed Richards hates mutants and what is his son uh not a mutant anymore because, bullshit because he did to re he did to franklin what the wakandans do to their mutants oh. he took the gene out see which by the way if you hate what your child is so much that you're willing to alter their genetic code there's no amount of ponies and other shit you can give at birthdays that make you a good parent Right? Like, like it is it, Lorna. Yeah. The only thing that I can honestly say about Reed Richards as a parent is that he's not bigot enough to kill his kid. But that's as far as I go. Right? Like, honestly, if, if it came down to some kind of science experiment where the whole thing hinged on him killing, sacrificing Franklin to make his experiment work, it's done. He's Franklin's dad. He probably would do it, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, Reed Richards is the greatest supervillain in all of Marvel. Yep. Because, and the reason I say that is he has everybody believing he's a good guy. 100%. Whereas Dr. Doom is actually the good guy in that. Admittedly. Because 
it has been proven that if they, we would let doom take over the world, the entire planet would be a utopia. That's true. I forgot he has succeeded a couple times, one of which was quite utopian. Yes, hey, uh, Dr. Doom is actually the good guy when it comes to Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom. And for some reason, everybody is convinced it is the other way around. Dr. Doom is a good guy. Frank, uh, Reed Richards is a villain. Yeah. Not to mention, if you look at all the major Fantastic Four storylines, it is all about how Reed Richards is an absolute douchebag and Sue runs off to the arms of other men. Yeah. Like Namor, totally Sue's side piece. Wow, yeah. Like, every uh, time they fight, Sue runs off to a different man. Holy crap. I can't even think, like, even in Civil War, he was a huge douche. I mean, he killed uh, Ben... Yeah. Um, Wait. Ben... Foster. Foster. Yeah, Giant He ben. killed Ben Foster, and I don't even think he felt sorry about it. No. Well, my machine malfunctioned. Whoops, I'll have to adjust that. Yeah, like... That's he, all he did. He basically said he's like, I hate that that happened because my machine malfunctioned. Yeah, he like, didn't hate that he killed somebody. He hate that it happened because of a malfunction to his machine. Yeah. Fuck Reed Richards. Exactly. Reed Richards is an awful father. I know, yeah. 100%. He is completely... Like, he has experimented on everybody. Well, he's done everything in his power to suppress his son in every capacity. Uh-huh. Including, as we just said, removing the mutant X gene completely. Yeah. Which, I, I, I dare you, find a parent who would be like, oh, of course I would genetically alter my child because I don't like one thing about them. Right. Outside of toddlers and tiaras, I'm sure you won't find one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking toddlers and tiaras. Right. Oh my just God. be like, well, if they could just if they could just tan faster, that would be. It. No. Uh, no. 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 Pageantry, everybody involved in children pageantry needs to be on a watch list. There needs to be a short list by the FBI of a, to watch these people. Admittedly. Because yeah. the over-sexualization of children is disgusting. And that's all pageantry is. Okay, Hasoka's fucking creepy. Okay? Okay, still sexually attracted to 12-year-olds. <clears throat> I can't argue against that, okay? He is. I cannot argue he was against totally that. totally looking at Kilowan Gone's butt. I know! <sighs> and it's creepy and awful. But I like Ahsoka, okay? Ahsoka <laughs> is redeemable. Redeemable? I, in what he sense? hasn't done anything. He's just gandered. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> We're talking to Hunter Hunter. Yeah, and this way. Are you a Hisoka apologist? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in case anybody's wondering, the dog pile's about ready to commence. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm the, about to get chewed up because I like Hisoka, despite all of his creepiness yeah. and wrongfulness. He's just that character you love to hate because you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Because he could go either way. Hisoka's in it for himself, period. He's very he is self he is self motivated and only does things according to his whims. Yeah, it sounds like he's about a half step away from buying a plane in an island though. Probably. But he's super powerful and sometimes he does good stuff. Okay. <laughs> At least we have the sometimes you do good stuff. And if we're swinging it back around, 
He's uh, definitely the Vegeta of that series. Oh, that's funny, yeah. With a little more pedophilia mixed yeah. in. So, talking about Vegeta, the only time that he legitimately, I can that I can legitimately remember in Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, he's a little more well-rounded. A little uh, bit, yeah. You know, well, where, I mean, when Beerus hits Bulma, he loses yeah, his shit. Right. And he's openly warm to future trunks. Like, right. Still kind of disappointed at him to a certain degree. But. Well, I love the whole abridged where yeah. he kills Trunk, Trunks gets killed. My baby boy! Yeah. <laughs> and he goes up. Well, it's, it's that line I was telling you earlier when Android 16's head was just like, and let's not even begin to talk about the tragedy of fatherhood that is Vegeta. He's like, you want to come up here and say that? He's just like, I am a head. He goes, maybe you should quit while you are. <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, Vegeta was just a straight villain who's basically having to learn a moral code. Right. So, yeah, in the beginning, it's not going to be all that good. The Majin Buu saga, though, is whenever, right before he kills himself. Yeah, to try, Yeah, Yeah, which, of course, in true fashion, uh, if you can learn anything from child suits, then it doesn't work. All right, right. All right is that he basically gives Trunks this little speech where he's just like, I've never even really held you since you've been born. Right. It's like, I haven't done anything. And like I you. said, I like, haven't been there for you. He rounds off in yeah. super. And and that's the that's the point, probably, where he decided to. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Boo Saga was the last real saga of Dragon Ball because he yeah. fucked that last tournament. Yeah. Because it was just Oob, which is Boo backwards. Yeah. Um... And let's just face it, GT was terrible. Yeah, Super. GT was so terrible, they had to retcon everything and call it Super. Right. Um, but let, I, the one thing that drove me nuts about the Boo Saga, the evil wizard Bibbity. Yeah. And his master, Bobbity. God. And their creation. Nope. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can hear the song. I'm a kadoola, Michi Kapoola, baby, baby, Yeah. Put them together. Yeah. A big Fuck. pink fucking bubblegum monster. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's obsessed with food. Not right? He was the earliest prediction of how obnoxious foodies would be. <laughs> they are obnoxious. Yeah. But well, I love food, so I can kind I mean, of understand it. I do too, but I don't take pictures of it. You know, like right. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. I feel yeah. like it's I a, do when I make something that I think looks okay. good. Like if I make like the first time I make something and it actually looks good and actually tastes good, yeah, yeah. I want to take a picture of it. Be yeah, like, look, definitely. check out what I fucking made. But I made that. I'm not just sitting down and right. some asshole brought it to me. I'm eating. Like I made that from scratch. Yeah. See, that's a lot. That that makes sense to me. Right? Like, these assholes that just go to a restaurant and be like, look what I got. Yeah, you didn't do shit. You paid for that. Fuck off. Right. Yeah, it's probably pretty good, but again, fuck off. I don't want to see your food. I don't need to know what you're eating for dinner every night. Um, like, I know this one wants me to do pizza rolls like I used to do. And when I do uh, one, I haven't done one in so long, I'm probably going to take a picture. Look, this is how my pizza right? roll came out. Is the, uh, is the middle lava like all the, you know, the ones you put in the microwave, though? Because it's more like, like a, a, think of like a pinwheel. Okay. It's more like a pinwheel. Oh, I like that. And then you dip it in the sauce. That so there's no perfect. sauce on the roll itself. You dip ah, it. Okay. Good. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, definitely. But I digress. Definitely eliminates third degree burns in your throat, Totinos. Right. Love third it. degree th- burns in your throat, hot pockets. 
right? Uh, is it like liquid hot magma? Oh, it will destroy your mouth. Yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a hot pocket for breakfast, a hot pocket for lunch. You'll be dead by dinner. That's a... <laughs> or gaff- uh, gaffigans. <laughs> they have lean pockets for people who want to eat healthy but still want the diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where do we go? So many families and... I mean, Superman has a kid. Okay, we could delve into kind of the Jonathan Kent, Jarell, Superman yeah. kind of stuff. Because, I mean, Jarell didn't have much time with his son. Yeah. Uh, his son was an infant, and their planet was being destroyed, so he sent his son to another planet to hopefully survive. Um, Which i got to say, pretty... That puts you in top tier. Yeah, you're like yeah. just the self-sacrifice to make sure your kid, that kind of throws you into God tier. Yeah, granted, um, he could have died horribly in space, but he didn't. Try, true, true. You know, it, uh, But apparently Jarrell had been to Earth, so had already plotted the course. Okay. Um, and then there was that one series where uh, it turned out like Jarrell was behind everything, and he was a villain. Uh, uh, I think it was towards the end of the New 52 Okay. Maybe it was Doomsday Clock the somewhere end, around there. The end of the New 52 was welcome. Yes, yes. Yeah. I found out what they were trying to do with that. They were trying to do the Ultimate Universe, like Marvel. Yeah. Except instead of it being its own thing, they made it continuity. They made it, it, it that was what yeah. it was now. We were the New 52. Um, why don't you just do that? You have the New 52-verse, and then you have the regular universe. But no, we got to make everything convoluted. Um, I... I will never, ever rally behind Perpetua just because of the name. Like, as a character, right. I can't stand it. I can't. Yeah. I, like, I was very happy that the one who laughs did what he did. Um, yep. I was behind him on that. Of course, I love the Batman who laughs. I do, too. But, uh, so, and there's been many movies and different story arcs because we had Red Sun, which is what happens when Kal-El's ship hits in Russia instead of America, um, which was kind of an... Have you ever read that? It was interesting. They have a movie. Yeah. I haven't watched the movie, but I've read the book. It was weird. like The House of L, which is Lex Luthor. Yeah. And it basically just repeats where it's Kal-El, and they send him to another planet. So, like, it was real weird. It's kind of funny, though, because Batman pretty much beats him in that for a little bit before Wonder Woman kind of, you know, messes things up and frees him, and then Batman kills himself. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Well, like, the whole thing, the whole way that broke through to him was, what are you going to do, put everybody in a jar? Yeah. And which is the city of Kandor. So, <clears throat> like, that was all interesting. And then we have uh, Gods and Monsters. Have you seen that? Yeah. That was actually done by Bruce Tibb. And that's what happens if uh, Cal had landed in Mexico. Of course, that was also Zod and not Jarrell. Yeah. Um, which was a little interesting twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Bratt played Superman in that. That was interesting. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then Dexter was Batman, but not Bruce Wayne, uh, Kurt Langstrom. Yep. Uh, more of a Morbius, Mobius, Michael yeah. Morbius kind of feel. Um, but yeah, so he lands canonically in Smallville, Kansas, and is raised by Jonathan Kent. The fact that Superman is just a glorified Boy Scout is thanks to Jonathan and Martha Kent. Yeah. Um, even Kevin Costner playing Jonathan Kent 
really hit that home. I was like, damn. No, I I wasn't say, expecting Kevin see, Costner to deliver like that. The funny thing is, that's why... It, part of the reason of like them showing Superman growing up was one of the reasons I actually loved Man of Steel. Right. It needed that. It did. Um, like, because like even in Smallville, I mean, Jonathan had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, Man of Steel, he got swept up by a fucking tornado. But well, yeah, but it was that last moment where he basically told Clark, like, no, no, no. like Leave me be. Yeah. Let like, me die. This is to keep you safe. I need to die here. Yeah. Yeah, is that that moment, like, the world is not ready for you. And, and for can we just say this? Yeah. In that, in the Man of Steel, Superman was bred and raised by Robin Hood. Yep. Both of his dads are Robin Hood. Yep. Probably the worst Robin Hood in the history of Robin Hoods. I also find it funny that I almost feel like him spending time on an oil derrick was a callback to Waterworld. <laughs> Talk about terribly long movies. And <laughs> and if you want to go further, I don't know what Jonathan Kent's occupation was. I'm assuming it was farmer. Farmer, yeah. If I would have ever watched him walk up to a mailbox, I'd be like, oh, it's the postman. <laughs> like, I, I could easily go. Hey. Postman was the first time I saw Tom Petty in a movie. That's right. <laughs> he was the mayor of that weird town. Yeah. Didn't you used to be famous? That's a long time ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, so, I mean... So... There's another Jonathan Kent. Okay? Yeah. Superman and Lois' son, Jonathan Kent... But can I say that as far as father figures go, when it comes to Connor Kent, Superman oh, is this deadbeat of a dad as Goku. Yep. Oh, 100%. Because, well, he's a clone, though, right? He's like a... He's a clone Lex of Lex of... and Superman. Yeah. Which, um, which is probably you... what gives Clark the pause. Yeah. But still, um, like even in the Young Justice series... After the first season, like, Superman just calls him, like, little brother. But that never happened in the comics. Like, Superman hates Connor Kent's existence. Like, hates it. So, which, yeah, again, if we're calling it out there, just like, oh, somebody stole my genetic material and made a kid, be like, and Batman's like, yeah, I hate it when that happens. Like, <laughs> there's there's some legitimate, like, at least Batman took his in. Like, well, like, even Panda Red. Yeah. It's like, every time they do one where it's like a feat of strength, it's like, you leaving a genetic material around? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then with the kid, the guy that kicks the tree in half. Yes. He's like, I didn't do it. Oh, I know, I can do that. <laughs> Except I'd do it clean, whereas his exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Superman is a good father if he wants to be. Because, like, with Connor, here was somebody who really needed guidance. Yeah. He didn't even know what he was. Because his mom and dad are Lex and Superman. Lex Luthor is Superman. That's his genetic material. Lex Luthor and Superman. So his two dads, neither of them want anything to do with him. Right. So like he really needs guidance and, and help. And Superman 
will not acknowledge his existence at all. Like, it's pretty bad because this is one of the few times where the Blue Boy Scout, not really a Boy Scout. Nope. More like a deadbeat dad. Oh, yeah. Which, it's funny because it, when we mentioned Lex, Lex has a kid too. And he is a terrible father to that kid, even though his dad was terrible to him. You'd figure he would know better. A lot, well, because I don't know in the comic if it was Lionel Luther or not, or if that was just yeah. something from Smallville. Okay. Um, but Lionel Luther in Smallville was the just worst. an adult Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, like, here's Lex is 20, teen, 20 something. And uh, can I say Michael Rosenbaum is still my favorite Lex Luthor? 100%. Um, but uh, Michael Rosenbaum, let us on your show. You have a podcast. We would love to talk to you. Right. Um, but, yeah, Michael Rosenbaum, or his Lex, having to live with Lionel Luther. And John Glover is amazing. He's an amazing actor. Oh, God, yeah. Um, the hell did I see him in recently? Lucifer. Yeah. He was in Lucifer. He was. Uh, he was the dad. Yeah, he was the dad. Yeah, um, the dad. Yeah. So, yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, it's Lionel. Uh Love that guy. He's got he's got a great voice. He's got a great presence. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, terrible father, Lionel, awful father. Yeah. Um, it, it is shown, especially in Smallville, that he is there when the accident happens that makes Lex lose all his hair. Yeah. And you can almost see like he just wants to disown him from that point on. Yeah. Like oh this this one's fucked up. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> like, uh. Very much like a Daniel Plainview kind of moment from There Will Be Blood. Like, oh yeah. Oh my kid is. He's broken somehow, so right. I'm going to replace him with a real one. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, and But I'm thinking Lex in the comics has a kid that he watches the Joker kill. And probably point. feels nothing. No, he actually, he like, he could have stopped it. He, he was standing right next to the Joker when it happened. He knew the Joker was going to do it. Basically, his son failed. And he watched as the Joker melted his face with his acid flower. Uh, well, right. That, that makes sense for Lex. It see that's it does. Like, like it's, it's Lex. I mean, nah, which, nothing surprises me about Lex. It's weird when you see something like that though, and you're just like, "Oh, that's Lex being Lex." Well, like, you know, it, like it's yeah. kind of funny because it's like they, they made it canon, even though it was supposed to be a joke. One of Lex's first big uh, criminal enterprises as a kid. He stole 54 cakes from the school bake sale. Huh. So it's like, all right, I don't know why that's canon or why that even fucking matters, but it also turns out that at the time that happened, good old Clark was in detention. Yep. So, uh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, Clark Kent is a good father if he wants to be. Um, yeah. I guess so long as it comes out of a womb. Uh, whatever. And not a test tube. Uh, although I do will throw this back to the Vegeta thing. It was uh, that whole, especially in a bridge, just, where's your condom? The fuck's a condom? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Um, I was wearing my armor. <laughs> yeah. Protection. I was wearing my armor. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then come to find out that there's a daughter. Laura Kent. I almost thought it was Lana, which would have been real fucked up. That's like Krillin naming his daughter after his first girlfriend. Yeah. Bullshit. Like, did you say your kid's name is Marin? 
<laughs> Weren't you fucking somebody named Marin? Like, that's weird, man. <laughs> um, so many jokes I could go with right now. I'll go for them. I mean, I guess that's kind of like what happens when your daughter's named Ivanka and the mother's named Ivana. Huh? Ivanka. Little little incendiary, maybe, but there's been so many uncomfortable comments made in that father-daughter relationship. Then you say that, and all I can think of is Ivana Hump a lot. (laughs) From fucking Austin Powers. You know what we do to to keep warm in Russia? We play chess. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Sally from... Yeah, Third Rock. Third Rock. I haven't seen her do shit since then. She's amazing. She's so funny. Uh, hell, she probably would have been, could have substituted her for anybody but uh, the Egon one. I, her name's on the tip of my tongue in the new Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, yeah. What is uh, her name? Kate, Kate McKinnon? McKinnon. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. She's awesome. I love her. Uh, no. She was the best thing about that movie. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm trying to think of good and bad fathers. I mean, I feel like I just had one, but I can't right offhand remember it. But I definitely know, like, there, there's no shortage no, of looking no. for fathers that you'd absolutely love to see. I mean, like, it's, it's not at all like it is in the comic, but uh, the whole ego yondu. Yeah. Like, ego. Like, okay. Yondu wasn't a good father. No. But Yondu did be a father. Yep. Like, he was Peter's dad. Uh, Now, albeit a very sadistic, thieving, evil father, who... Because, like, even at the end of the first series, or the first movie, you could see, like, especially when he realized Peter fucked him over again. Yeah. He's got the little frog thing in in the thing. Um, you know he's not going to do anything because he loves that boy. You can see it. He's very fond of Peter. And then when you find out, yeah, he's maybe your father boy, but he wasn't your daddy, you know, you realize, oh shit, Yondu did teach him everything. Taught him everything. You know, thieving, all that shit. He trained him, he brought him up as a Ravager. Like, so, yeah, the Ravager's code is steal from everything, steal from everybody. Yeah. But there's still like a moral value system because the whole reason Yondu was kicked out was because he broke that moral code. So, uh, you know, Yondu and Kraglin were probably the closest thing to parents Peter had after he was abducted. Yeah. So, uh, Yondu, who is nothing like he is in the comic because Yondu is basically a Boy Scout. Yeah. In the comics, you know, he's he wouldn't steal or hurt anybody unless... He course, had to. Of course, Peter's father in the comics is also not Ego. No, planet. he is a, a celestial, lord. and he yeah. is a, he's a douche. Yeah. But he's not, it's not Ego. I actually kind of think they did Ego dirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> as much as I love Kurt Russell's Ego, they really did Ego dirty. Yeah. Because uh, Ego's just, I don't I don't know what Ego's motivations are, but I'm pretty sure he just kind of keeps to himself like Mogo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't I don't get it. But whatever. I mean. I, I don't know why I just had this thought pop in my head. It's not related to Ego Yondu. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but uh, I got a video game in mind. Go ahead. The Last of Us. Joel. Yeah. Oh my God, Joel is a great father. Right. Um, Willing to doom the human race potentially to save to save basically his kid. Yeah. Um, not to mention how fucking gut wrenching and heartbreaking the first five minutes of that game is. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I almost replayed it a couple days ago, but then I remembered, like, I have to do it from the beginning, so no. Yeah, like, him losing Sarah in the very beginning is god awful. Because you start out as Sarah. I recently watched somebody do it. I watched him do a playthrough, and then they did My kid or the human race? There's no fucking question. No. My kid's coming with me. Fuck the human race. (laughs) That's what it is. 100%. Like, it's that moment where at first I'm just like, wow, Joel, kind of a selfish move. And then I'm just sitting there thinking, like, no, fuck it, I've done it too. Mm -hmm. Like, it it was weird, like, gunning down those fireflies. I'm like, I don't care. Right. Like, Like, bring on the less they have to come after me after this, the better. Like, Well, like, I haven't played two, and I know, like, in the very beginning of the game, Joel's off. Yeah. And I'm just like, nope, nope. The whole reason I love that game is because I grew up, and now I'm a dad, and this was a dad game, and fuck this game. Nope, I'm not playing it. Yeah. However... Not to mention all the horrible shit about the production of that game. Yeah, I know. The Last of Us 2. It's been a year since that's came out. Yeah, I... I have... I think I know why I thought of him, and it was because Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah, he's going to be Joel. He gave us another great TV dad. Oh, fuck yeah, he did. Din Djarin. Yep, Din Djarin, uh, Mandalorian. So, yeah. Oh, the, really? Yeah. So, the Mandalorian, uh, absolutely fantastic, reluctant father. Yes, he's very reluctant. Joel starts out that way. Yeah. I mean, especially because it's, I think, what is it, 10, it's, 15 years later? Well, it's just haunting to him to have to relive. Right. That. like, And then he's kind of forced to. Yeah. And he takes it on in stride. Like, he's, he yeah. starts out, he's a good dad. Um, so much so that fuck the human race. Like. Exactly. <laughs> Which is funny because I, I know... Pretty sure I'm the only person in this room who's seen the end of season two of The Mandalorian, so I'm not gonna go into too like, much. Like it's been ruined. Oh, it has. I been. know what happens. Okay. I know well, that Luke. Spoilers. Right. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. And I don't that, know I say, the rest of the series, the season. Yeah. But I do know that was the big drop. That was but, the mic drop incident because they were making fun of it because of what um, Bethany said. Yeah. And like there was supposed to be some kind of big mic drop. Right. Spoiler, uh, mic drop cameo, which I come to find out there was. Yeah. There was supposed to be a big mic drop cameo, and that was going to be Doctor Strange. Right. But, but COVID. It, yeah. But so, this, whenever, uh, which by the way, there's a part of me that's just like, I need to quit watching Disney shows before work. Because then I go in having, like, ugly cried puffy eyes or whatever. Because when Luke shows up, I'm already like, it's Luke fucking Skywalker. This is the greatest day ever. (laughs) And then 
he's just like, I'll take the child with me. And then there's like that touching moment between... He, he takes his helmet off so the kid can see his face. Ooh. And... That's a big no-no. Well, that whole series, yeah. that whole season, because, like, yeah. isn't Bo, uh, Bo-Katan in it? Yeah. She see, doesn't wear hers. Is it, doesn't right. Sabine show up? Uh, Don't tell no. me. I'll uh, have to watch it. Not yet. Um, but, yeah, so he takes his helmet off, and the kid just, you know, leans up and grabs his face, and... And he's and the kid's almost reluctant to go with Luke. He knows it's the right, right thing, and you know, Mando knows it's the right thing to do. But there's that touching moment between both of them, and I'm sitting there just like, "God damn you, Disney! <laughs> I don't want to feel. Why are you making me feel? I have to go to work. <laughs> you really shouldn't watch stuff in the morning. No, see, I learned that with WandaVision as well because, God damn. like, right? seriously, I I just gotta quit. There's I don't no, know. Like, I I I honestly think that Loki is touching too much on personal issues because like things have been said like when Loki's explaining the salad and how happy he is because he got it right it was like that's an ignored child happy that he did something right and getting adulation for it and I was just like that's kind of getting close to home oh god I feel Loki right now there's just that moment yeah like the but yeah, the end of the end of the Mandalorian season two, like, because you get to watch him grow so much as a dad, right? Even though arguably, I love the ball, the ball he kept giving, like the kid yeah. kept trying to take the ball. He at the end of the first season, he just unscrews it, hands it to him. <laughs> He's like, here, I don't think, bother. I can't remember if he gave it to him at the end of season two, or if he goes back onto a ship and he like stares at it oh, for that, a second. But yeah. either way, I just remember being like, yeah, it. It pissed me off that I cried before work. So, that's, uh... Well, it's like, uh, 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 we haven't talked about Invincible, have we? No. Omni-Man. Uh, let's get into that for a hot second, because, honestly, that starts out the healthiest family unit I've ever seen in a show. Right. If you've watched the show, or even read the comic... You know that's not how it ends. No. But, like, Omni-Man is really good father. Like, he teaches, he's really teaching his son. Like, and he loves his wife, sort of. Uh, that yeah. whole scene Kinda in like, the end where he was like, she's like a pet to me. Yeah. It's just like, ew. Like, I feel like now we're into some, like, zoophilia shit. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. Be like, not everybody does that with their pets, I hope you know. Right, like, yeah, I'm not... I've never looked at one of my pets and gone, hey, and you, girl. <laughs> you know? And you realize the worst part of that was I said not everybody. True, yeah. true, because there are it, those Legitimately, ones. yeah. Yeah, they're uh, interspecies erotic. <laughs> and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Uh, I mean, I just plucked that from Clerks, too. Yeah. Hey, fuck them. Hey! <laughs> 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 this is Kiki Kelly. I'm the sexy stud. <laughs> Jesus. I miss my donkey. <laughs> I never wanted to know the definition of the word yes, but I do, and it's horrible. I don't well, know the definition to that. Because I don't know um, what the definition of yes is. Basically, oh yiffing is having like a sexual attraction to a fictional animal. So furries. Got it. Well, 
Got it. No. It's kind of like Actually, the animatronics. Oddly enough. From Five Nights at Freddy's, that kind I, of stuff. Furries are a lot more pure than that. Like, yeah, there's definitely that aspect of it, but for the most point, it's kind of like playing The Sims or LARPing. True. It's, it's not really, like, you know. It's just like dressing as. Yeah. Well, okay, the first first yeah. interaction of the word furry I ever had yeah. had a sexual connotation to that, it. That was the same way with me. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that there are furries that don't do that, but I know that there are furries that do do that. Yes. Exactly. So, like, there are two camps. But it's that, it's that first impression that kind of sticks with you more so than anything yeah, else. And that first impression uh, was I the nasty ones. Somebody calls like their fursuit or like their dino mask cute is no you, and I think that's just adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, furries are usually really wholesome. It's just yeah. quite a few of them are also not. I can swing yeah. this back to fathers. Please. Oh, okay. Violent J of ICP's daughter is a furry. He had his own suit made with the Violent J makeup to go to furry conventions with his kid. That's that's some that's some high level dad right that there. That is not, that is wholesome level dad from a source that you wouldn't expect it to come from. You know what the funny thing is is I got to thinking about that. Somebody you know, some of those questions just like, So what do you do if your son turns out to be like that? I'd be like, uh, I'll it's participate. Kid, right. Like I would do it. One hundred percent. It's like the stupid question, what if they're gay? What if they're gay? So what? It's still what? my kid. It's not. They're not going to change anything. <laughs> what if they're gay? I'll be talking to his boyfriend at dinner instead of his girlfriend. Right. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. Well, it was so like, like uh, the guy that played uh, Mike and Molly. Yeah. The the the, the, the husband, mm-hmm. uh, Billy something or other. Uh, he's got a joke where he's like, he had a son. He was having a son. He was like, well, what if he's gay? So it's my son. Just means I'm going to ballet recitals instead of football games. All right. But you think that for one second I'm not going to cheer for that boy? You go in a fucking pirouette, get your goddamn head in the game. Right. <laughs> I was like, exactly, your kid. Less yelling at refs. I mean, You're still yelling I, at dance instructors. Oh yeah, but there's yelling involved. You definitely got to yell at dance instructors every now and then. Right. Say you get that shit locked. Right. <laughs> like that. No. The. I mean, yeah, it's that, but that's some next level dadding right there, though. Because Violent I don't know. J, right? Like you'd have never thought from no. somebody named Violent well, J. I don't know. He doesn't have a problem like getting into character and makeup, so I could see that being true, like a true. legitimate like. Eh, why not? And he's always but, been up front, been like, "This is a gimmick." He's like, yeah. "Oh, he's like he, he." I saw an interview with the two of them where he was like, "I have my arm taped into duct tape." Yeah. Marilyn Manson wears contacts. Yeah, and white makeup. Like this is a, this is a gimmick, like right. so yeah. The fact that Violent J is a good dad, like he's a real good. He rides that juggalo money and helps support oh, his right. family. So I mean, again, that's that's dad. That's right. That's a that's what a dad should do: support your goddamn kids. Right. You know, like um, there's a good reason why everything entertainment wise that passes through this door that my son is into mm-hmm. I know all of it right I don't always care to necessarily for instance uh, someone in this room I'm sure can vouch 
is that I still have way too much My Little Pony knowledge stuck in my head. <laughs> I don't, yeah. but that's because I wouldn't let it stick. Mm. But, again, I like to mess with the kids. Yeah. So, like, the fact that I let that gap of information slide allows me to be silly with the kids. I, like right. the whole Dew Drop Valley Stardust in yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Stardew Valley. There we go. That's that was what I I mean. See uh, the band that the girl, the oldest two love, BTS. I think there's like twenty of them in the band. Oh yeah. Which by the way, I've been been guilty of getting the acronym wrong for on purpose. BTS. Yeah. BFT. Yeah. 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 At BBC big, guys, yeah. Right? Well, no. Boys uh, who was cry. it? Was it big, big yeah, tricycle BBC. Sunday? Is yeah, the, big, tri- big tricycle Sunday. Yeah. Oh my God. Parental help with the projector. Oh yes, uh, we'll go assist. Go. Uh, there are technical difficulties, but we will be back. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. It being Father's Day, and fathers are to be celebrated. Uh, what's a show that has a good dad that you watch? Um, well, I have an example of a bad dad from a show that I watched. About it? Let's hear it. Um, Endeavor. Ende- oh, uh, yeah. From My Hero Academia. From My Hero Academia. Yeah. He, Endeavor's he, kind of a douche. He's, he, first of all, forced Ray Todoroki, his wife, into a quirk marriage. She never even loved him. He didn't love her. They were a quirk marriage so that they could make the perfect child. He has fire powers. Ray has ice powers. They wanted a kid that had both. They got that. And they got it four tries. And what they did was they neglected their first three children until they got the perfect child, Todoroki. And then basically what Endeavor did was uh, verbally, mentally, and physically abused Todoroki while also collectively neglecting the other ones. At four years old, Todoroki was throwing up because his father was overworking him. Oh, no. Um, not to mention, uh, it's now confirmed that Toya Todoroki, the oldest kid, is Dobby, the one with the blue fire. Oh. The, the, the mask? Yeah. Not the mask. The Hello, stars. yes, it is me, yeah. Cody. The, yeah. Um, it's confirmed that that's him. And he, I don't know too much about it yet. I've not looked super into it. But uh, he ran away from the house, and they just figured he was dead. But he ran to, away to become a villain because, like, Endeavor was horrible. A horrible father. Well, it's like, uh, there's this movie. It's called Gattaca. And it's about genetic manipulation. Um, ah. You basically breed out. You don't let any of the bad genes into your children. And they had what they call natural born, which are the low cast. They are born the old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. you know, when a mommy and a daddy like each other yeah, yeah. kind of shit. And then they have the genetic born, which are they go to a clinic and basically build a child. Okay, and in this movie, the first child they have who is a natural born child is basically neglected and disowned. Because he's not genetically perfect. But while he's growing up, before it happens, his brother, who gets his father's name, so he gets juniored, which has happened to me in my life. I'm the oldest, and my little brother is junior. Uh, 
He was bred to be a gold medal swimmer in the Olympics. The first son can beat his older brother, his younger brother in swimming, which isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, and then he takes off to go live his dream of going to like I think Mars or going. They go and he go into space, but you have to be a genetic born. So he fakes it. Somebody gets injured who was genetically born. And he takes over his idea, identity with the guy's help so he can go to space. And when his brother finds him, he basically says, Mom and Dad thought they died out living you because they didn't think you'd make it this far. He goes, how have you been able to do this? And they, they end it on a swim. And the, the genetically inferior brother beats the one bred for it again. So it's just, it's one of those things of, you know, fuck you and all your plans, yeah. you know? So yeah, that kind of sounds very much like Gattaca. Yeah, but, and then it's something that's worse. Uh, Ray, even though that's Todoroki, like Shoto's mother and whatnot, she's also not necessarily a great mother. Uh, she's the she one burned. that, she's the one that gave him the scar, but he, she didn't mean to burn him. If that makes sense, she was having a mental, mental breakdown. Yeah. She was having I a saw mental parts break- of that. Yeah, I know, but she was having a mental breakdown, and she poured the tea kettle water on him. But she tried. She realized that she hurt him, and she tried to fix it with her ice. She so tried it's a, to soothe it. So it's, it's a, a frost burn. It's a frost burn. Okay. Um, and after that incident, Ray and uh, Ray got sent to a mental hospital. I think. I know Todoroki of, goes and visits her. Yeah, and he he eventually goes and visits her because he totally was avoiding her for years. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until he met Deku that he went back. Yeah. Deku brings out the best of everybody. Yeah. He, he really just, he knows how to strengthen others, which mm-hmm. is really sweet. And even... Uh, it's kind of like he, Gon in yeah. Hunter x Hunter. Like, yeah. Gon, just because you know Gon, you're going to be a better person for it. Yeah. Um, and something that like I really thought was really... Uh, especially when it came to the sports festival stuff, is Shinso. You meet Shinso right before the sports festival. He's the one with the frame washing court. Yeah. And um, it's... What Deku does is he, he beats Shinso because he figures out he figures out Shinso's quirk. It's if he asks a question and you answer it, he can brainwash you and make you do whatever. Yeah. Um, so he figures out Shinso's quirk. But even after beating Shinso, it he definitely powers like he, he strengthens Shinso and Shinso actually walks out of there being even more willing to become a hero. You see him in the later seasons and he's gotten a lot more muscly, he's a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets along with others a lot better. And yeah, it's just it's really sweet. Um, something else too is Deku's dad, he's not present. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I know so, and I don't know exactly how good of a dad he is. Uh, I can't even remember his name. He has a fire-spitting quirk, though. He can literally spit fire. Um, is his name Spitfire? I have no idea. Spitfire. <laughs> it's like Starfire, but worse. He can literally spit fire. Um, but he is he's actually not present in Deku's life because he works mm. in, I think, America ah. doing I don't even know what. Um, but yeah, and you can definitely see how 
like, the absence of Deku's father, like, how much of effect his mother ended up having on him, because Deku and his mother are almost they're really, identical. I was like, they're really close, I Yeah, think. and they're extremely close. On that note, also... All Might. All Might is a great father figure. Yes, yes, I he is. I love Might. All Might. Um, I love that the American version of All Might is just Piccolo. Yep. Uh, it's great. Uh, I, also, I also wish that I could do that All Might laugh and then also backflip in front of people that I want to talk to. Right, just because just, no. just you can. Uh, He's definitely hard. I love the stoner-looking one very better. Like. <laughs> Small might. Is he small might or whatever? Yeah. I, I love when he's not powered up because he just looks like just a surfer dude. Like, you would see him on a beach bumming change. Hey, bruh. You got, right. spare, you got some change, man. You know, I, I love All Might. I love the, the the seemingly unbelievable, like, that's definitely not Clark Kent, you know? Oh, yeah. That is definitely not Superman. Oh, my God, it's All Might. So, I, I don't know. All Might makes me smile. Um Who's the one that I like? The one that you like? Minetta. Minetta? Oh, I love God. Minetta. <laughs> uh, Minetta. Great juice. So. Something that I love about All Might is he kind of recognizes the absence of a father figure in Deku's life and realizes that he can be something more for Deku. And yeah, he's like really, really hard on him and he gives him a hard time. But he's but also he training also, him. Yeah, he's training him to be eventually the number one hero. He gives. Uh, Izuku his quirk and Bakugo um, got really jealous of that and Bakugo got so jealous when he because Bakugo found it out all on, all on his own and Shoto was actually kind of starting to get it with like are you all night secret love child stuff but um it's no <laughs> um but something close like, not quite it's <laughs> all night's hard on him and all might does have flaws especially when it comes to parenting because he never sounds kind of like he, the other character that guy plays Piccolo. Yeah, there, there. Weird father figure to a child whose father constantly abandons him to go fight in space. Hmm, weird. It's almost like he's typecast or something. But can All Might make clothes? No. There we go. That I know of? That's no. The, that's the difference. Because Piccolo has a clothes beam. Yep. He can make clothes out of a energy beam from his hand. I was about to ask if All Might could kill people, but then I realized he, if he wanted to, he could. Oh, he could unleash all the United States Smash. Oh, I was going to say something yeah. about that. I mean, like, isn't, like, I mean, Texas Smash, United States of Smash. Detroit Smash. Yes. Yeah. I love that it's always something to do with America. All Might is very much an American. Oh, God, yeah. Americanized character. Uh, the blonde hair, the big muscles, the square jaw. Because like the anytime, blue, anytime blue. you want to know an American character in an anime, look for the squarest head. <laughs> that's a really that's a good point. The one with the square head is an American. So, but we I, were we were talking All Might as oh, a father figure, potential father figure. Uh, we were delving into some anime ones. plus ultra. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, on that on that note, uh, gone free. Uh, free say, Freesis. Gone Freesis's father is kind of a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Um, like the whole point of the show is gone is looking for his father. It's the reason uh, why it's called Hunter Hunter because uh, it's yeah. a hunter hunting a hunter. I see. Yeah. Um, and gone gets a message from his father 
Um, try to find me. I'm not going to leave you any clues. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just a dick move. Right. Like, um, a... So that's interesting. And then you find S- out that Gene uh, has made like pretty much like an obstacle course for Gone, and yeah, like, like, he knows what Gone's every move is going to be pretty much. So I mean, he's definitely got like eyes and ears watching Gone, but like the whole point is to make him stronger to find him. Yeah. So. You find out that he's like where I'm at. There's another. There's a student of Gene, yeah, and he's there basically to help go and get to Gene. So, so speaking of what I just heard in the other room, uh, Alan provided a well, Alan and Emika provided a very good candidate for possibly the worst father we could talk about. About it, uh, the Afton father, oh William god. freaking Afton. Oh my god, yes, William Afton. Um, see, I don't know hardly big shit about uh, okay. FNAF. So, I just a little bit of what I've seen here and there. I've never played any of the games. So, But yeah, William Afton sounds like a piece of work. He can fill me in on this. Alan can fill me in on this. Yes. If I'm getting wrong here. But basically, William Afton is responsible for his daughter's death. He is responsible for his what I'm assuming is middle child. Yeah. Uh, and Isn't Michael Afton like one of his kids? Yeah, yeah so but he's you never technically of... find out who Michael Afton is. Yeah. Like, uh, the lore is kind of all over the place. Yeah, technically uh, Michael kind of gets killed by his father's creations. Isn't it? But... Michael is the oldest brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's just about all we know about him. The biggest dickhead character in Five Nights at Freddy's 4, because he basically just torments his younger brother, and is the reason, I guess, why his younger brother's dead. So. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, William Afton, child murderer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, which automatically puts him pretty low on the, on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely at the bottom. Shit goes down here. Every single one of his kids is dead, and not to mention he kills other people's kids. Not uh, to mention every also his single wife. His wife is dead too. Yeah, every single one of them Laura. is a spirit. It is like has their spirit trapped in one of his creations yeah. in some fashion. Except for Michael, who basically just got gutted by the scooping thing mm-hmm. and it's just kind of alive like we don't really know why he's still alive uh, you see Ennard actually takes over Michael's body in the sister location which is but why... then he gets spit out though yeah which so because what, why he... is he still alive now <laughs> he uh, Ennard takes over Michael's body and I, you correct me if I'm wrong Alright, and then there's a cut scene at the very end where you see, like, it, like yeah. eight, 8 bit ish yeah. like, thing, and you can see the body actually deteriorating yeah. around him. And he, so he, he pukes out. Yeah, he pukes entered out into a storm drain, essentially. Yeah. Followed shortly after by what sounds like Baby going, You won't die. You yeah. won't die. And you then all of a sudden die. he just gets back up. Okay, so, so the two of you, your mom has Hulu, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch Willie's Wonderland. But not around your brother. Not around your brother. Yep. That's that's his thing. Yeah. But watch yeah. Willie's Wonderland. It's basically a FNAF movie. It really is. Where Nicolas Cage beats the hell out of animatronics. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's I, not super gory. It's not got... I think there's like a scene in it. No, nah, there's... But there's nothing... There's no boobs. Or nothing like that in it. Uh... But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's 
it's ridiculous in every sense of the word. There's oh, yes. No... Nicolas Cage does not say one word in the entire movie. Did but, you know that um, MatPat actually makes a feature in one of the FNAF books? Um, but it's not very, it's not like a fun feature, you know? Like, huh. uh, oh. And his feature in the book involves um, impreg, like impreg, like male pregnancy. Uh, and basically, uh, he gets pregnant from, uh, from Glitchtrap, I believe, <laughs> and has like has like a baby with Glitchtrap. And MatPat actually did a review on this. He's like, "Wow, Scott, I didn't know you thought this lowly of me." <laughs> I mean, he's got to be getting tired of all the game theory videos for that, but he is. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I think the Afted family might be one of the worst. Yeah, they they might take the cake. The Aftons might take the cake. There's something the, about trapping your family's souls inside of animatronics. And the fact that the that animatronics were specifically designed to, like, kill people, just, yeah. it's just that's really unsettling. Because there's no other reason why they would have put that hook, that, like, granny yeah. hand, Scoop inside up. of Baby. No, yeah. Because she was... Why she has such a large body cavity to be able to fit a small child inside. And if you look into the blueprints of most of the animatronics, you can actually see where children would fit. Yep. Like you can see their bodies. Yeah, yeah you can see Funtime, uh, like if you look at Funtime Freddy's uh, blueprints. Well, Sister Location. Can, oh, yeah. Sister Location starts with executives questioning William Afton, like, why do we need some of these features? And he's just like, well, yeah, but she can mimic voices and fill balloons with her fingertips and also bring children in closer. And they're like, yeah, but seriously, it's like, why do we need this? <laughs> and he's just <laughs> like, look, just shut up. Shut up and roll with it. We'll, you know. You see, right? if, if you look into Funtime Freddy's blueprints, you can actually see the outline of the child and Ugh. of a child, and that's explained further in the books. Um, and I haven't really read the books, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna go. I'm not going to elaborate much on that. But uh, what I do know is that the child basically just climbed into Funtime Freddy, and was in Funtime Freddy was like, "How do you want to die? We can give you this or this or this." And she was like, "Decapitation, please." This just reminds me yeah, of Suicide Booth in in uh, Futurama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I feel like that's where this. That was the progression of the FNAF characters was into suicide booths in Futurama. Pretty much. Like. I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing happy about the Afton family. I, I think that's a good one to end on, too, because, like, we, yeah, we, we hit kinda the pinnacle. Hit all of them, all over the place, from the best, starting up top, and to ended, the worst, and at the bottom. Ended on murder. Yeah, yeah. that's the... So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Quote from Ghost Stories, the dub, the English dub, uh. deadbeat dads are not cool. Right, definitely <laughs> not. Uh. No, no, by any means. So, uh, if anything we've learned from this, there's no shortage of role models for good or bad, depending on how fucking terrible you are. Right, like, this, uh, this like has been a, definitely a pop culture just tray, trip yeah. down parentage road, you know? It's a, a pop culture brain rot. True yeah. pop, pop culture brain rot, but I mean, I was more we were more focused on the dads, yeah. you know, trying to figure out the dads and the situation. So I don't really think we harped on any Disney parents, but that's because Disney hates parents. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, we don't have to harp on Disney parents because I mean, Disney parents. Maurice is, is a pretty good dad, I think. Oh, that's dad. true. 
Yeah. Oh, true. Okay, That's one. Shit. He's the only one that lasts longer than 15 minutes in any <laughs> Disney movie, too. Bambi's dad. I kind of don't like Moana's I don't even dad. Him, so yeah. Well, Bambi's dad, Moana's after his mom dad. got killed, Bambi's dad yeah, yeah. raised him. So we, we, we yada, yada, yada over all of that. But yeah. he comes out on the other end better. Oh, so um, there we go. We found two positive father figures in Disney because uh, they're the only ones alive. Right? I was going to say Mufasa, dead. I mean, if you think I mean, about it, was a good dad. the freaking Marvel but movies, I'm... they're Disney now. True. They don't like parents either. <laughs> well, I mean, Tony's kind of like a really good dad to Peter and yeah. to his son, his daughter. But where's Tony now? He's dead. Okay. <laughs> That's he all died. I got to say to that. He died. Um, Captain America made out with his niece. <laughs> right? Um, yep. That's. Like there, there was I mean, a whole. Have you seen the meme for the for that time? Yeah, keeper, the TVA. Oh, a lot. So yeah, that's that's all I got to say to that. That's uh, right. Uh, well, I, I I guess that was our dad episode of this Father's Day 2021 uh, of uh, of the nerds right here in the nerds. So all right the, in the nerds. I can't remember our own fucking show's name. It's been that long. It's been a minute. Uh, so, for all the dads out there who actually make the good list, keep doing what you're doing. For all of you who are just like, that Afton feller sounds nice, um, perk the fuck up. Seek help. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't, uh, if you don't have any kids, I, I would say uh, don't. Uh, yeah. uh, if you have kids, uh, therapy, and lots of it, um, psychiatric evaluation. And for the um, ones who straddle that line, uh yeah, just figure out how not to go the other way. Right, like, like uh, yeah, minimize the therapy bill, give them an extra hug. Right, like yeah. hug your kids, dads. Make, uh, make that sports game. Right. Yeah. Dads are not cool. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So uh, <laughs> that's the note to end on. Right there. Well, that was our that was our our ender, I guess. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's not Mike's piece, but it works. It, but, it'll have to do. Right. Like, and do it did. So, this has been Right in the Nerds, our Father's Day episode. Follow us on all the bullshits. Uh, I'm not on, even on any of the bull, most of the bullshits anymore. I wish but I could say that. Follow <laughs> us. Uh, I think we still have pages up. Do we still have a Facebook page? We do, yeah. We have a Facebook page. Is it still considered a business? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. It's a business page instead of a group page. But, uh, until they figure out how to. <laughs> right? Like, until they figure out how to fucking charge us. All right. Um, all the podcasts, yeah, we're on where you get your podcasts. I feel like this was a really solid episode. Like we've been, yeah. we haven't been here in a while. Last episode we did was when my sister was here. And yeah, and we, we basically had cut, we had to cut that one short. We had to take off. We basically got to do a brain dump and talk about a hundred different things that people already know about, but right. maybe hadn't thought about that much. True. Yeah. So, all right. Peace. That's nah, just not the same. Yeah. <laughs>